Did you know that nearly nine out of 10 home buyers say they'd use a buyer's agent when purchasing a home again? Buyer representation really matters when there's 111 to-dos. Visit Realtor.com slash Buyer Agent Toolkit and spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. This is Tracy Belt, Editor-in-Chief of Content for Realtrends. We're speaking to the top brokers in the country to take a peek at how they built their businesses. We'll talk about lessons learned, personal passions, and their top strategies for recruiting and retaining productive agents. Today, we're speaking with Lacey Conway, CEO of Ladder and Blum Companies in Louisiana. Welcome, Lacey. Well, thank you, Tracy. Happy to be here. Yeah, so we'll start kind of at the beginning. So tell me how you got started in the business and ultimately came to run the company. Well, let's see. My father bought Ladder and Bloom in 1986. So at that time, I was close to turning seven. So I, you know, I feel like this company has really been a part of my life from a young age. You know, and aside from you know interning in the mailroom and various odd jobs during the summer, you know, I pretty much jumped in and it was a pretty straightforward path, you know, to this leadership position. Um, first licensed in 2005, worked as a sales agent in the company, you know, did that for about 10 years, got my broker's license, managed one of our offices, and really in the last four years have taken on more of an executive role and have shared an office with my dad ever since. Okay, great. Uh, so obviously you've been in the business for a while, and what are your top two lessons that you've learned while building the, um, the business? And I'd say even you know watching the the company get built. Um, one thing I'd say probably is delegating authority. You know, don't micromanage. Trusting the people you hire, and the second one probably avoiding debt. Um, I would credit my father for you know making sure that the company has been healthy um, and strong. And really, as of, I'd say, around the year 2000, the company has not had any debt. That's wonderful. So obviously everyone has kind of an aha moment when growing the brokerage. Um, so what was your moment where you you thought a strategic change was necessary or you realized, okay, this is this is exactly where I need to be and I can make a difference? Tracy, I'd probably say right now I feel like there have been quite a few aha, and that I love that. That's a very positive spin. And also a couple oh-my-God moments. Um, you know, the industry is moving so fast, um, and I feel like right now one of the things that, you know, we're, we're morphing and changing and uh, getting current is just the fact that as a company um, we're 104 years old. You know, oh-my-God, we have too much overhead and too many expenses, and you know, the second one probably, oh, my God, the agents just want more and more. Um, and just trying to find how we, you know, stay relevant and prepare for the next 100 years. So most brokers build their business with a strategic mix of organic growth and M&A. Uh, so tell me how the business has been grown, and was there a year where um, the company had a huge growth leap? Yes, I really both. Um, I would say since, you know, the mid-80s, the company has gone through, God, close to 30 acquisitions. So, uh, you know, a, a large part of our growth attributed to that, although obviously organic growth is, is very important. Um, there are really two times in the company's history that 
we've essentially doubled our size. Um, the first being January of 1995, we bought a company, C.J. Brown, in Baton Rouge. And at that time, Ladder and Bloom's sales volume was somewhere around $580 million. And with that acquisition, it jumped to you know, $940 million. So really, um, in units and volume, doubling. Second one really being um, October 2015, we purchased a company in Houston, Texas, Realty Associates. Um, and that one has really been an interesting one for us because, you know, at the time, Ladder and Bloom in 2015, our sales volume was, you know, $2.1 billion. And with that acquisition, we jumped to around $3.3 billion. Um, and technically, with that acquisition, we have more agents in Houston than we do in all of Louisiana. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so obviously that must be a challenge, but what are some of your greatest challenges that you're seeing in the business right now? I would say, I mean, generally, I would say the biggest challenge is just that the industry is moving so fast, you know, and I know it seems like some companies aren't moving yet, our world is moving so fast. So, you know, staying on top of, you know, all the money that's in this industry, the tech, um, the the stories, the hype, um, really trying to figure out what is appropriate and really kind of nailing the timing for each of the markets that I'd say we're in. Um, You know, one of the challenges that, I mean, we've touched on is really just our geographic footprint. Um, You know, I'd say for me personally, keeping that connection to the agents in the markets and, you know, knowing the pulse, um, all that just gets a little more challenging when you're dealing with so many markets. Okay. So uh, with challenges come opportunities. So where do you see the opportunity in real estate brokerage? (laughs) You know, I'd say um, additional acquisitions and mergers, um, partnering. You know, it seems like figuring out what we're good at, sticking to that, and if it's something that maybe we feel like is out of our comfort zone – there are many companies that are exploring different parts of this real estate transaction that, you know, it might, there might be opportunities to partner with. Um, you know, just like other traditional firms, I mean, as well, beefing up your ancillary services. I mean, that's always been, you know, an opportunity, and I think that's something that, you know, we would like to take advantage of as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a lot, juggling what's going on with iBuyers, you know, AI, um, use of data, big data, all that. It's um. It's a lot, but there are opportunities. Yeah, definitely there are opportunities. It's just figuring out what they are. <laughs> so let's talk about your recruiting strategy. What are What is a lesson that you've learned trying to figure out that puzzle? Oh, gosh. I mean, I would definitely say that it is still quite a puzzle. Um, there's so many good real estate companies out there and so many good agents, and they have a lot of options. So, I do feel like one thing for us that we're working on is really just at a basic level, getting better at telling our story. Um, There's just a lot of noise, a lot of talk, a lot of promises. And I think for us, it's just really articulating and showing our value proposition. And, um, you know, but again, it's just there with agents right now, it feels like, you know, what is valued in the value proposition is changing. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we're going to get a little personal here, and I want to talk about inspiration. So what or who inspires you? Oh, my goodness. Well, the list is long, that is for sure. Um, but, I, you know, like most, I would have to say it first. You know, obviously my children. I've got two children, 
they're my world. They're precious. Um, I've always loved horses. I've always been involved with horses. That is something that has always inspired me. Um, I, you know, good short story writers, um, you know, being able to write a compelling and insightful, concise uh, story that kind of gives you a window into human nature has always been something that is um, of interest and inspiring. And, you know, I don't know, Sam Hewen with or without a shirt on? I don't know. The list <laughs> That's good. Um, so my last question is, tell me about a childhood or teenage experience that really shaped the person you are today. I would say, you know, I am the youngest of my dad's four daughters. So having three older sisters, you know, clearly I was beaten early and often, um, you know, and just experiencing, you know, life with different personalities and viewpoints. And I think it forces you to be flexible and adaptable and you know, it's probably made me irritatingly easygoing, but has been great experience to dealing with, you know, I think we have, you know, over 3,000 agents at the moment. So just, you know, being able to um, relate and be human, um, you know, I think that's probably been a great experience for me. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Lacey, for joining us on the podcast today, and um, we really appreciate your time. Wonderful. Thank you, Tracy.